The Rouge Report is brought to you by Young's Equipment, your case IH dealer in Southern Saskatchewan. Young's is home to a wide selection of new and used case IH combines to meet your needs for any size farm. Their experienced technicians and wide selection of parts will keep you running all season. Go to youngs.ca and use the podcast code ROUGE, R-O-U-G-E, for your chance to win a writer's prize package. Welcome to the Rouge Report, presented by Young's Equipment. I'm Cody Fajardo. And I'm Isaac Harker. Follow along as we tackle CFL topics one point at a time. Rider Podcast. You can open it. Welcome into the 12th episode of the Rouge Report. Uh, Isaac, first week unemployed. How you feeling? I'm feeling okay. Uh, yeah, it's been definitely a transition. You got to figure out what you're going to do moving forward. But at the same time, I don't want to like get an office job just quite yet when I could still, when I could just do something on the side until next season rolls around, but there's no guarantee. So that I'm kind of just like trying to see how my plan unfolds, but I'll tell you what, been watching a lot more YouTube lately. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for you personally? Uh, probably a good <laughs> thing just because like, I don't have anything better to do, but I'll tell you what has been driving me absolutely insane. You get these ads, like just like you would on TV, I'm absolutely sick of these quarantine ads that I'm getting. They're quarantine ads? Yeah, but like all these companies trying to take advantage of like the ethos of like a hard time in a pandemic. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you'll be like, we're learning to love the moments, the little moments that were always there. And here at Coca-Cola, we can help you get through any tough time. And it's like, come on, dude. I don't need this Yeah, right oh, it's funny about ads is like you'll watch an ad sometimes on TV or whatever and at the end, you're like, oh, that's what company was for? That made no sense at all. <laughs> How is this Goodyear yeah. tires? I don't understand. Yeah, you showed the beach and you're talking about tires? <laughs> showed a guy drinking a beer on the yeah. beach and now we're talking about snow tires. I don't understand the logic yeah, here. That's great. But I bring this up because after I've watched a few of these ads, I thought to myself, I'm a smart guy. I think I can make better ads than these guys. <laughs> so you have not seen these documents, but go to our Google Doc. Okay. I have a couple ads that I've written that I just want to give a shot. We'll start with the one at the um, top. Where do I go? And I'll, I'll uh, you've only got one line here, but I think you'll nail okay. it. Okay. So I'll just, I'll get it going. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Interior, night, locker room. The Rough Riders have just defeated the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in a barn burner. Cody Fajardo steps up to the mic. Reporters furiously asking questions about the game. Cody, how'd you play so well? You scored 12 touchdowns. That's incredible. That's a record. Announcer voice comes over the intercom. American pivot Cody Fajardo handles the heat on game day. Takes drink of ginger ale. Ah. But when it comes to hydration, I'm a dual citizen. Holds the label out to the camera. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. Thoughts? Comments, love, constructive love, criticism. Love, love. Was I supposed to read the asterisk point? Was that good for you? Yeah, cause just because like in this medium, it doesn't really make sense, but it show you taking a deep, deep chug of it, and then you just go, ah, label out to the camera. You finish with the amazing line. 
I'm a dual citizen when it comes to hydration. It looks like you have another one for me over here. I do have another one. You'll take the top part, and then I'll go ahead and finish the the um the thing off at the do you bottom. You want me to read everything? Um, yeah, you can put your own flair on it too. I I trust you. Okay, let me let me. Can I? <laughs> I, I want you to I want you to ad lib, but stick to the script. Okay, just <laughs> hey, whatever you feel, but make sure you read every word. Okay, I, I, can I preface this a little bit and just read it? Make sure I understand what I'm saying, or just go right into it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I uh, I trust the talent that we booked. I'm hard to work with as a director, but I feel like you can. Okay, do it. I'll just go in cold turkey. Here we go. Let's do it. Exterior day, beautiful pasture in Saskatchewan. Cody is announcer. Gorgeous fields like this, one require nutrients and upkeep, only capable through the use of fresh fertilizer. Ground-driven manure, spreaders built in, Canada are the only thing that can get the job done. It cuts to me looking over as manure gets spread in the background. As a quarterback, I'm used to spreading shit all over the field. So I know a thing or two about ground-driven manure spreaders. They're the best in the business and a total touchdown for your fields. Winks at the camera and scene. Wow. <laughs> I think we're limiting ourselves in the market, but wow, that is going to sell. <laughs> I was a little choppy. I was a little choppy in my thing. I'm going to do another round. You good with that? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, because now that I, I, yeah. I see what, where we're going. All right, exterior. It's daytime. Beautiful pasture pan over of Saskatchewan. Cody is the announcer. Gorgeous fields like this one require nutrients and upkeep, only capable through the use of fresh fertilizer. Ground-driven manure spreaders built in Canada are the only thing that can get the job done. A wide shot of Isaac Harker, quarterback in a field, as manure gets spread in the background. As a quarterback, I'm used to spreading shit all over the field. So I know a thing or two about ground-driven manure spreaders. And they're the best in the business and a total touchdown for your fields. Winks at the camera. I like the wink, but it might be creepy when we're talking about manure. <laughs> <laughs> it, all, it, it all depends on like uh, if I've got the quarantine cut going yeah. or not. Do, do so, we want a wink in a manure ad? I, I just, um, just bad taste, man. <laughs> I think that's just bad taste. <laughs> I'm thinking we might need to add some cows to it. It's going to be more expensive of a production, but I think it'll be worth it in the long run. Also, if the fans really like these ads, I've got a couple on the back burner too. I don't want to give away all my ideas yeah, that's good. right off the yeah, top. Then- I need to get some patents filed <laughs> first, but other than that, I think we're good to go on them. I like that. I like how we went from a drink to manure, which is... Literally spreading <laughs> shit. <laughs> covering the entire... We're we're like we're like Amazon. We're about to be covering everything. Oh yeah, just one media conglomerate company, two people in charge, you and me, <laughs> all the way to the top. All the way to the top. Yeah, those are fun. Usually reads are um, tough the first or second time through, but that seemed easy for me. Like if I'm the talent, I'm like, yeah, that that flew that that flew off the page for me. Credit to the executive producer. Credit to the writer. This was an easy process. <laughs> <laughs> and 10 out of 10 would recommend Isaac Harker's marketing company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that we get some uh, custom manure spreaders too, kind of like Darian Durant's um, like signature line truck, but we're, we're doing it like we're doing it full rough rider regalia. We want our name attached to that. Like the, the great, the great cup manure spreader. <laughs> <laughs> great cup edition. Dude. That would be sick. We win a great cup and we have a great cup 
uh, looking manure spreader. Wow. Oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Now you're thinking. This is why. This is why you're vice president of the company, wow. buddy. I'm not unemployed <laughs> anymore. I got a job quickly. <laughs> unfortunately i can't pay you right away i've run into some tough times fiscally but next quarter we'll we'll be up on up in the green Mm, yeah see that's good this is that's what we're here for right (laughs) uplifting stuff using our platform to talk about manure spreaders so fans feel free to give me constructive criticism but keep in mind (laughs) i have very thin skin when it comes to writing i'm just kidding actually this would be fun if fans wrote in our listeners wrote in a product that they wanted you to write uh marketing oh my god i love this that would be amazing and then you write that that, uh, marketing ad and then we ask that fan or the fans would you buy this product if you saw this ad dude it's like a shark tank yes i'm 100 percent behind this idea that would be great so and we can and be a new segment for us yeah and fans keep in mind we did everything from ginger ale to manure spreaders so feel free to do any item or product no matter how um not in the mainstream i couldn't think of the word that's tough but as a as a writer i have time to get these ideas down per per (laughs) my contract i can't go anything um i would say xxx i'll I'll opt out of that so you might have to take that uh other than that i'm pretty fair game And if they give us an XXX item, I might have to uh, twist the uh, nature of the product in order to fit something maybe more funny or more family friendly. And that's where we—that's why we pay you the big bucks. You got to yeah, make I me. Can, the, I can get eighteen plus ads out to everybody. You got to make me the talent feel comfortable with what I'm trying to sell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, that that does it for the uh, inaugural edition of sell that i don't know <laughs> we might have to bleep that out <laughs> that's good no i like that sell that bleep oh my gosh i like sell that bleep, <laughs> we just say bleep yeah we gotta bleep production it. wise we can't i don't even know if we can do a bleep but production wise we'll just say bleep sell that bleep yeah sell that bleep big fan <laughs> remember fans bring in your uh items or products for uh future ad reads yeah. Or you know what? If you if you're feeling creative enough, you send us one in. We like it enough. We'll read it. We'll read it live. Yeah, that's true. That's good. And we'll, maybe we'll do a giveaway if someone has a really good one. That'd be great. Yeah. That's a great idea. Okay. Yeah. That that'll be our plan. So look forward to that in our coming segments. Clearly, we have too much time on our hands. How do we get back to normal? You know, that's my question. <laughs> we can't get off the rails each week, or soon we'll find ourselves in a terribly bad rabbit hole. <laughs> And um, yeah, I'm, quite frankly, I'm not sure how to get her back on the track. So you might want to okay, take the Okay, I've been watching basketball one. recently. It's been very exciting. Um, do you have, mm-hmm. have you been watching recently? Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Big Mavs Man. guy. Big European basketball they are player just guy. So fun to watch, right? The Mavs. And the, everyone thought the Clippers was mm-hmm. going to be, you know, as the two seed was going to be very tough to beat. But the Mavs have made it look easy and they're scoring at will basically for some of the best defenders in the league. You think Mavs are going to win it all though? I'd love to see it. And you know, like he's 21. Don't you just 21 years old. The youngest player to hit a buzzer beater in the playoffs. Very impressive. Yeah. And he just had 43, 17 and 13 triple dub. uh, You know, what has been weird for me is 
Growing up, I always watched these, um, you know, professional athletes and always like I was young looking up to them. They're always older than me. And now you get to an age where all of them are basically younger than me now, you know, 20, 21, 22, 25. And I'm just thinking like, man, where the heck has the time gone? Because I just remember as a kid looking up to all these guys and now they're all younger than me. Yeah, right. Like Mike Trout is just, he's still, he's going to be younger than me forever, but like, you're just yeah. like, man, golly, that guy's accomplished a lot. I'm very like, how quickly. can I look up to someone and he's younger than me? You know, like this, this is the man, <laughs> but my angels, I do not want to talk about because not only did I find out the CFL was being canceled, but also the angels have been very hard at winning, winning some baseball games. So I'm in a dark place here. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a tough time to be an angels fan i mean we spend late. all this money on this great lineup and then there's no pitching and so we're losing games 10 to 8 you know 9 to 5 like we're scoring a lot of runs and i like to say we as much as i can because i am a part of this team as much as i've invested myself and my time into that <laughs> and while we're talking baseball i have a quick thing i want to hit see what your opinion is okay so Tatis Jr., he's sitting on a 3-0 count. The bases are juiced. Unwritten rule of baseball says you take this pitch no matter where it's at. The pitcher's going to throw a meatball right down the middle. Negative. You don't swing. Negative, negative, negative. However, he tees off on it, hits it 470 dead center, and now he's got to apologize I, after the game. I can't believe what is that? I can't believe he had to apologize. Here's my, my whole understanding of that whole situation. Was the score out of hand? Yes. Is this professional football or football baseball? Yes. It is not <laughs> little league. Like if that's little league, I get it. But if I'm, if I'm the head coach, I think it was the Rangers and I'm claiming this, you better go to your pitcher and say, well, don't go down three Oh, if you don't want to get taken four, nine, five dead center with the bases juiced, you know? So my whole thing is there is no unwritten rule. You're trying to win games. Now there is a few unwritten rules. I think, that are player safety issues that uh, that teams need to follow. But in terms of winning a game, I'm never going to take my foot off the pedal uh, just because they put themselves in an awkward situation. How, how do you feel? Right, because like it seems like the unwritten rules of baseball are if you're down, you try anything you can do to scratch, claw your way back into the game. But if you're up, you have to coast until they come back a little bit. Yeah, that doesn't it's make like, any are sense. Are we just doing this so it's a close game? Unless Vegas had some, you know, maybe the coach was taking some money from Vegas to keep this thing close. <laughs> and then they get a grand slam. Okay, but it seems to me like all the unwritten rules in baseball are to protect the pitcher's fragile feelings. <laughs> Don't, you sure. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But then they can just bean a guy because the guy before them did something wrong. And it's like, what? And and that's viewed as like, oh, baseball, the beautiful game of equalizing where if you stare at a home run too long and hurt his feelings, you're going to get hit. I love baseball. Like, I don't, I don't understand. America's pastime. You can be in a guy, but you can't flip yeah. your bat when you hit a home run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, don't bunt to break up a no hitter. Like, if it's a 0-0 game, you're trying to win games to make it to the postseason. For you can't sure. bunt. How do you feel about that um, one? Get on base however you can. That's my goal. If I'm the coach, I yeah. will take all the heat. We're trying to win ball games, and I'm trying to keep my job. By me listening to the unwritten rules, uh, I might be out of a job in a year, year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I do agree with one, and it's don't step on the pitcher's mound unless you're the oh, pitcher. Oh, wow. Like, because I've seen a batter get, like, he grounds out, and then he runs back to the dugout and steps on the front of the mound, and the pitcher gets all up in arms, and I'm like, hey, I would do the same thing. Like, that's sacred ground, that. buddy. That's you the pitcher's island, that. right? You're, you're storming, yeah, you're storming exactly. my island after I just got you out? Like, there's some disrespect there, for sure. There are some fun ones, I think, for sure, like – um if the if a guy's pitching a no no and he's on your team, you don't talk to him. You don't even look at him. Really? How do you? Yeah, like you you're just like leave him how isolated. How do you know all this? Is it from your brother? <laughs> yeah, he he knows a lot, but I've I I've played a lot too. And um, another one. Shoot, I just had it off off the dome. Now I can't remember it. Oh yeah, if uh if a rook hits his first home run, usually when he comes back to the dugout, no one will like high five him or celebrate with him for like a minute yeah, I've or two. Yeah, seen that. That that's pretty funny. I I I like I like yeah, that I like unwritten that. rule because that's what it is. Like imagine if someone scored their first touchdown and nobody went down to the end zone and celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone just Rocks walks to the sideline. You can't do it in football, but that would be absolutely hilarious because touchdowns are so hard <laughs> to come by. I think I think home runs might be easier to come by than a, a professional touchdown. I don't know. How, how do you feel about that? I don't, yeah, I don't know either. It, it seems like football is just like a different animal because what you did was like you, you, you were up there hitting, you were against the pitcher and you hit a home run, but like in football, like you're celebrating everything. You're celebrating the blocks, the, the moves, the, the pass, the catch. Like it seems like you're celebrating everyone. So it's hard to single guys out like yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Kind of switching topics a little bit. Um, I got this question asked to me this last weekend. If I was on, say, death row, what would be my meal that I would ask for? And mm. that's kind of a tough question because what would your last meal want to be? For me personally, I, I mean, I'm a big crab legs guy, but do I want to fight my food for my last meal? <laughs> you know, break these things open. My hands are just cut and all these juices are all over it and I smell like fish. Like, I, I don't know if, if that's what I want to do. Go out in a blaze of glory, man. You got to. <laughs> so maybe I'll have a few crab legs but uh, or lobster tail, but maybe I, nothing better than just a good burger. And I'd have to have a corn dog in there for sure. Just Absolutely. Play. And um, <laughs> it's like, like you said, if you really wanted to bide your time before you had to go to the chair or whatever, you just get all the crab legs you can and some pistachios and just like labor to open everything. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could use the shells to escape. That could be my, Ooh. yeah. It's kind of a la That's big last brain. ditch effort, you know? Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of what I would want. De I can't go wrong with steak and mashed potatoes. I feel like you're just asking for one cup of coffee black and you're good. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh that would be like a power move. But it would be like from the best coffee place in the world. Mm, mm. Cope Luwak or whatever from uh, that Morgan Freeman movie. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? I, I do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last movie you watched, dude? Oh, man. Um, Laura and I used to go to the movies all the time, but with obviously with quarantine and stuff, you can't go. Um, last movie I watched, I off the top of my head, probably, um, I think it's called Extraction. Okay. It's on Netflix, and it's with one of the, I think it's their names, Hem, Hemsworth Brothers. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the Hemsworth yeah, Brothers. One, yeah, one of them, and, and it was actually a really good, good movie. But uh, for the most part, I just put on – 
the office and it's just background noise while I do stuff around the house. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Although I am proud to say that I've recently got my bachelor's degree in YouTube university and okay. um, the house is looking pretty good around here. Thanks to uh, my new degree. I-, I might have to start putting that on my resume. <laughs> Dude, YouTube's great for just about everything. I'll tell you what, except the ads like we talked about before, but man, you, if you have a hobby, you can find endless content on your hobby on YouTube that isn't maybe that you couldn't find in like traditional media. Yeah. Isn't that, they have every, like, sometimes I'll just like type in the simplest things like mowing a lawn and there's like 27 videos on how to mow your lawn. <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is crazy. But uh, a lot of times it's came very handy for me and, and YouTube's been a place. I only go on YouTube for one reason, that's to learn something. I, I don't ever go on it to watch videos or to listen to music or anything like that. I would just go on, learn something, and hope it all works out the way I uh, expected it to. What did people do when they didn't know how to tie a tie and they were 15 minutes from leaving before YouTube? <laughs> I really want to know. You just don't go with a tie, I guess. I think I think most of the time, either your father or your mother knew how to tie a tie and they would tie it and kind of put it in your um, closet. I think that's, that's how it would go. And it would just stay like that tied. For me, you got uh, one on deck at all times. Yeah, exactly. For me, we uh, one of my favorite classes in high school was like this uh, discipline, like formation class. And they taught us how to tie a tie, taught us how to balance a checkbook, uh, change our oil or like check our oil, check our tire pressure, like just kind of little things like that, almost like a home ec class. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was very beneficial. It's probably some of the most handy stuff I still use to this day because it's something you use on a day-to-day basis for sure. Did, did you take any classes like that in high school or are you just kind of... We didn't have really uh, any home ec classes or anything like that. So there, I know we had like a, like a cooking class where you learned how to cook like basic dishes and stuff. And then like there was always a salsa contest, which everybody looked forward to because you get 15 minutes out of a class to try everybody's salsas and vote. But that was probably the closest thing I had. To home class. <laughs> wow. Um, sticking, I guess, on the food of topic, you have guests coming over to the house. What are you cooking? What's Ooh. your go-to Isaac Harker meal? Like this is, I only break this out when I got someone coming over. Oh, when you got company? Definitely yeah. like for a starter, it's called seven layer dip. My mom makes Ooh. the best seven layer dip. So I've kind of inherited that skill, like you said. There's nice. not one always sitting in my closet ready to go, so I have to. Make- <laughs> <laughs> so I do have to make it, but it's pretty. It's pretty it's always a good closet. hit. That's that was funny. I hope it's not in your closet. Actually, <laughs> it'd probably be good in your closet. You just get hungry late night. You don't have to walk all the way to the kitchen. You just dip into this warm, thick <laughs> seven-layer dip. Mm. <laughs> That'll put you right to sleep forever. <laughs> That were on the toilet forever. <laughs> I'm going ribs. I think ribs, everybody loves loves themselves some good ribs. Mm-hmm. They're just a little messy. So it depends on who my guest is. If I have like somebody who's like, you know, carte blanche, everything, I need to, I I, I hope that's the right word. Um, <laughs> carte blanche. A little bit. Carte blanche access to the business center. <laughs> probably go a little bit um, fancier, but for me, I'd probably go steak or something, but ribs, man, nothing better than ribs and baked beans. Um, corn on the cob off the grill. Yep. Mm, man. So uh, how do you, uh, how do you butter your uh, corn on the cob? I got to know. I usually get the sticks, <clears throat> the stick butters, 
Mm-hmm. And the way I do it is I, I get the corn on the cob and I just rub the uh, stick on the butter or rub the stick on the corn. And then I wrap it in foil and just poke a few holes in it and put it on the grill. And it is delish. Gotta love it. Cause uh, we've always had those little like stickers that you put into the end of uh, the ear of oh, yeah, corn we, or whatever. Yeah. And then you like, we would roll yeah. it on the full stick of butter, like, like a, oh, nice. like a yeah. log. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of fun too. True. I'm, I'm like a barbarian, so I, and Laura gets mad at me so much about this because if something's not working right, I just try and use brute force. Mm. <laughs> so uh, she's always like, Cody, just step back, assess the situation, and then try and do something new. But for me, like if it's not working, I'm just mashing the butter on that thing, and my hands are just covered in butter. And one thing about butter is literally you cannot wash it off your hands, I feel nope. like. And you, you, just no finesse, like you said. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm, a, I'm a power guy. I wish I had some finesse. Oh, man. Have you been playing uh, any golf golf recently? Just a couple rounds here and there. I've learned that I can't hit a driver to save my life because of baseball. I always slice it, but I'm pretty good with the irons. Pretty straight, pretty high, pretty happy with the iron game. What about the putt game, putting for dough? Uh, man, I'm lucky if I can two-putt everything for the round. <laughs> That's a good. That's a good strategy, though. If you just play for two putts, yeah. as opposed to being aggressive for one, and then you got a three putt thing. There's nothing worse than getting the ball on the green in regulation. You got a birdie putt. You end up putting for bogey. <laughs> yeah, golf, man, the most humbling sport. What What is your least favorite sport? Least favorite sport to play or to watch or just what What I think is stupid. Just uh, let's go. Let's go to play. Okay, I've never. I'm going to do a combo answer. Okay. So I don't understand lacrosse. I really don't. You've got really? it in a net. How can anyone take it from you? Just run it into the goal. <laughs> I don't I don't understand how you can lose it lacrosse. Wait, what do you mean run into the run into the yeah, net? Yeah, just like brute force your way through and then like chuck the goal oh, to the yeah, side and then yeah. throw your stick in the <laughs> in the net, man. I don't I don't understand how you yeah. lose it lacrosse. Yeah, that's true. I I, I think I'm going I think I'm going fencing. I don't really okay. I don't really get it. Like I don't know if I've ever I've I've never played it obviously, but I feel like it would just be I don't want to just get stabbed with a sword all day because I feel like I have no technique. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Ow, dude, yeah, I'm just starting. I know. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> okay. We got a we got a big one for you. What's your favorite video game of all time mm, of all time or what you think is the best video game of all time man okay i'm thinking back to my nintendo 64 days uh, mm-hmm. mario kart's obviously great but there was this game called on playstation one it was called ape escape where you were this guy and you went around and you had to catch these monkeys in a net and my brother and i loved this game it was a one-player game so <laughs> And it was so hard and challenging. And a lot of the games back then were way more challenging than they are now today. Mm-hmm. And so it built a lot of character. We we spent many nights very frustrated at each other at the game, uh, trying to just catch these monkeys that are running crazy around this open world concept. And that game was probably one of my favorites. You should look it up called Ape Escape. Oh, for sure. Dude, back in the Super Nintendo days, games were just like brutally difficult. Like you needed the guide to 
even have a chance of getting through it. <laughs> yeah. And they used to sell those big magazine guides. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I played, I think Final Fantasy, that game was so confusing. Uh, someone gave me that game and I had to go and get the guide for it a- in order to mm-hmm. figure out what I was doing and where I was going. Dude, fun fact about a uh, Super Nintendo game, Earthbound. If, if anybody plays Smash, it's the game with NES in it from super smash but uh-huh. they had like this horrible marketing campaign and on their guide that they gave out the guide was so thick because like there's a lot that you got to know about the game to like there's some tricks to beat it but their whole campaign was this game stinks and on the on the front cover there was a scratch and sniff sticker and if you scratched it it would smell like actual poop what <laughs> isn't that did hilarious dude did you do it I never had the guide like those that game uh, Earthbound for the SNES goes for like $110 minimum now. Really? Cuz it's so rare cuz it only came to the states for a limited number yeah. of copies and stuff. Well, that's that's where you go to like the garage sales on the weekend and you try and find a diamond in the rough and then mm-hmm. sell. Are, you, are you a big garage sale guy? Dude, I'm glad you asked. Big Goodwill guy, huge garage sale guy. <laughs> garage sales are fun and and they've uh started to come back where i'm at here um before you couldn't do any but now you can start doing some garage sales nothing like waking up on a saturday morning getting a fresh dozen donuts mm. and going out and just looking at some garage sales and trying to find something that you really don't need but you want <laughs> buying a clock that you'll never end up hanging up on the wall because you're like this is cool and it's only a dollar <laughs> yeah this is a great deal. The deal is <laughs> worth it to sit in your garage and then you have a garage sale and you try and sell that 10 years from now. <laughs> and you sell it for $2. Now you're well on your way to becoming a millionaire. Everything you take, know, you gain okay. value with it. But 10 years, the inflation, you probably are losing money. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take that into account. I got to go back and do some number crunching. My plan's not working. My plan's not working. A million dollars? Oh man! And what would you do with a million dollars? That would be that would be fun. Man, if you just left it in a in a bank and made seven percent interest, or like put it in a diversified portfolio, you could live off the interest, man. I just fell asleep. So. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I need something better than that. I need something that's gonna thrive. Like what sells? You know, I'm going out and I'm buying something, and then I'm gonna try and flip it. <laughs> Buy a paperclip. You sell the paperclip for a pencil. Now you sell the pencil for, I don't know, and on and on and on. I can't believe that guy did that. I can't believe there's a guy that did yeah. that. But he ha- he got a couple breaks. He got that baseball card that was worth you know X amount of dollars, mm-hmm. and then all you need is one big break like that. Yeah, I wouldn't count on it if uh if you got a <laughs> if you got a packet of staples left and you got some time on your hands, go ahead. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. I do have another question for you. Okay. Your ideal day, the perfect day. Just go ahead and take me through it. Start to finish. Okay. Wake up. What time? What time? You got to be more yeah, okay, specific. Okay. Very specific. Okay. I'm waking up. Uh, usually I get up around eight o'clock. So maybe I'll sleep in and go to about 8 30. Mm. Um, <clears throat> then from there, I'm, this is out of season, of course. From there, I'm going to go to get a breakfast burrito because I'm a big breakfast burrito guy. Breakfast burrito and probably a chocolate milk. Drive up to mm-hmm. Tahoe, Lake Tahoe, and either play spike ball, which I love, or beach volleyball, which is a lot of fun as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Coming back back down to Reno, which is about an hour uh, drive. 
um, get a get some lunch. Uh, usually, probably like a burger for lunch would be a burger and fries, like In and Out maybe. Ooh, In and Out mm-hmm. burger, yeah. Uh, get burger, animal style fries, and probably a shake. Then from there, um, do an escape room because okay. that's fun. And for dinner, um, I would ha- I definitely have myself some uh, some sort of fish, like we talked about crab legs or, or lobster or something like that. But uh, mm-hmm. definitely very active or very competitive, and and I'm all in for that. That sounds great. We 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 have the same line of thought there. I'm thinking, wake up, yeah, eight, get the day going. Like you said, got to have a nice breakfast. I'm thinking chocolate chip pancakes to start off the day. Ooh, are you chocolate chip pancakes with syrup or just whipped cream? Uh, I'm just or putting, I'm just slathering some butter on top and calling it good. See, I love whipped cream on my chocolate chip pancakes. I'm a big syrup guy. I love syrup mm-hmm. and love the maple syrup in Canada. But uh, with chocolate chip pancakes, they're already sweet enough. All you need is a little whipped cream yep. and you're good. And uh, obviously I'm going to have six, seven, eight cups of coffee. That'll get us going. <laughs> I'm thinking we get the boys over and we play some 42. You know what that is? Uh-uh. It's basically like the five shoot around spots for, for basketball, but you have a partner and then two guys are in. And obviously we're going to lower the whole, the goal down to uh, eight feet. So if they miss nice. you, you each get a touch and you got to try and dunk it. That's worth two points. A regular tip's worth one. The threes are worth two points. And then oh, you yeah. just got to race to 42 and you got to get 42 exactly. Love 42, so we're doing that. We'll take that inside, maybe get a Super Smash Bros. tournament going. Play some Super Smash, have a big lunch. Invite you over, you'll cook some ribs up, I'm sure. <laughs> and um, after that, Emily's going to be there all day, obviously, so we'll hang out, watch a movie perhaps. And then um, playing some Quiplash at the end of the night. Ooh, Quiplash big is so fun. Big Quiplash guy. Yeah. And also thanks for throwing me under the bus because I didn't mention Laura and mine. We'll have Michael edit that in. Michael changed the whole day. I just want to stay all day inside with Laura. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, dude. You want to stay inside with my wife? Whoa, whoa, cut that out, Michael. Cut that out. (laughs) Uh, That's good. Yeah, that sounds like a good good competitive. Need to get day the juices sure. going. I can't just like relaxing is great, no, but I'd rather like I'd rather get tilted or have someone get tilted at me during a day. Yeah, oh, or I'm playing golf. I got I got to put some golf in there too. I've been playing so much golf lately recently. I feel like I'm on tour. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what though, the perfect day honestly sounds like a game day at Mosaic Stadium right now. Uh, oh. Don't don't tease me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the smells getting out there early, doing some visualization. Yeah, let's go, let's go um, your game day routine. Have we, t- have we? I don't think we've covered this game day routine from from uh, start to finish. Yeah. So I'm gonna consider us playing like a late afternoon yeah. or night let's game. Say five o'clock kickoff. Yeah. So we'll usually they'll say be at the stadium around two. So wake up. Have a nice breakfast. I usually go to Neater's. I think that's what it's called, Neater's maybe. But it's like a breakfast pastry shop, but I'll get a chocolate croissant because God knows I'm not making my own chocolate chip pancakes in the morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll do that. Get some video games in. Look through the wristband once just to make sure everything's on lock. And then 
obviously go, going to pick you up a little early. We like to be there about an hour before we got to be there. So we'll hit there at one. Yeah. I'm always like, kind of pick me up at this time. And you're like, I'm here. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's eight in the morning, yeah. dude. I'm like, geez. Yeah. Half the time you're like, uh, let me know when you're on your way. I'm like, I'm outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, after that, usually I just like to go to my locker, see everything hanging up and like kind of taking the moment and stuff. Then we'll go up, have those quarterback meetings. We'll go through the plays, the game plan, all that good jazz. And then I like to go out super early. So like right when they basically open the field up, I'll go out and do the visualization, go through progressions with the wristband and stuff. That's my favorite time just to like kind of be on your own, listen to music and get in the zone and then come back. And then everything's kind of ramped up and organized from there. Get a big dub and uh, hit up rolls with the boys after. Yeah, that's that sounds great. I uh, I usually wake up, cook some sort of breakfast. It's usually like bacon, eggs, and um, you know, like a cinnamon raisin toast or something. Mm. Uh, after that, I will uh, throw on the office and I'll just uh, watch. You know, we talked about breaking down film, and I'll, I'll watch a game, cover the wristband. But when I get to the stadium, I'm like, I feel like I'm always rushed on home games. Mm. Um, so I get there. I like to be the first guy taped on the team that's like my thing it doesn't matter home game away game i like to be the first guy on the on the table get my ankles taped so i try and sprint in i usually ask uh the, the boys in there if uh anyone's been taped yet and usually they kind of save my spot for me which is mm-hmm. nice so uh, get my ankles taped and then sprint up to our quarterback meeting and then after our quarterback meeting i go straight to bible study and then um, after Bible study, I get down and I'm already kind of crunched for time. You know me in the locker room. I'm always like rushing to get everything on. Mm-hmm. But uh, they always put fruit out for us. So I usually get six to eight strawberries somewhere in there's like the perfect uh, amount for me. And one of those salt tablet things, take the salt tablet, eat those strawberries and then uh, get ready, head out. And then that's usually when we're going out for warm ups and then get the big win and come back and uh, celebrate with the guys and go to Earl's and uh, have the, uh, I think it's the dynamite roll. Man, that dynamite sushi roll at Earl's is so good. But uh, yeah, we got to tell (laughs) the viewers we're so crunched for time on those home games when everything starts that you go to chapel, you get me that extra sheet and not to put extra stuff on your plate, but you're like, here's what we went through. (laughs) And you go through it in like two minutes because I was out there getting the, uh, the old walkthrough. Yeah. That's true. That and uh, I always have to have another quarterback put the jersey on for yep. me. And so one of my cool—I mean, you were the guy this year, mm-hmm. um, but I made Ricky Ray put my jersey <laughs> on every game, and uh, and I felt like I was the starting quarterback because he was, all, and he would always like say some sarcastic joke, which would be always funny. He's like, "Oh, are you playing today? Are you playing?" <laughs> he- like he's got to put it on have, like, on you quick in between his uh shower throwing reps with his helmet dude yeah i know that, that guy he was sleeping in the locker room on the gray cup literally in the gray cup taking a nap and i'm like dude this is the biggest game ever and this guy's just sleeping all right he we're gonna win this game <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a guaranteed dub easy dub yeah so yeah, so that's usually my a few of my little traditions I have is that quarterback has to just put that jersey on for me because I, I like putting my shoulder pads on first and getting the straps perfect 
Um, and then putting my jersey on. Sometimes when you put your jersey on, you can't. It feels weird, or the straps don't get on perfect. So that's why I do it that way. I know a lot of guys always look at me like you can't dress yourself, but <laughs> it's kind of been uh, kind of been my uh, my thing. And uh, usually I've gone to the bathroom probably about four or five times because I'm like super <laughs> hydrated, sprinting back and forth from the bathroom. But other than that, uh, game days, home games are always hectic. Away games, I get to go out on the field and actually do a little warm up and throw a little bit before, which is nice. But uh, yeah, it's a game day feeling. There's nothing like it. For sure. And I think that's just about going to wrap up the 12th episode, solo dolo style of the Rouge Report. Yeah, uh, thanks for listening in. And uh, if any of you guys got any questions, please send them in so we can touch base and uh, answer your questions. Or if you got any content that you want us to cover, we are gladly all open ears. Thank you. Remember to uh, rate and subscribe uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you for listening to The Rouge Report, presented by Young's Equipment, a Rough Rider podcast. You're listening to The Rouge Report, brought to you by Young's Equipment, your MacDon headquarters. When you're in the field this harvest, let MacDon lead the way. MacDon headers are built tough to deliver worry-free harvesting performance with any crop, in any condition, and on any combine. Remember to go to youngs.ca and use the podcast code ROUGE, that's R-O-U-G-E, for your chance to win a rider's prize package.